Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. small business owner to help you build that know, like, and trust factor with your audience, it's important that you're visible and show up in your business. And to do that, you're going to want great imagery that's on brand and represents you. Today, I'm chatting with Rosie Parsons, personal branding photographer, on why you should have a personal branding photography, why it's important and how to prepare for a shoot. Thanks very much for joining me today, Rosie. It's lovely to be here. We're going to talk more about, you know, very much about how to prepare and, and the importance of it. But what's your background and how did you start in the world of uh, branding photography? Yeah, so I actually studied music business at university um, and I, I worked in the music industry for about five years. And it was really interesting because I got to go on as part of that quite a lot of photo shoots with celebrities and stuff. And, and it was really fun seeing how those happened. And so I picked up a lot about how celebrities like to be treated and, and what happens on a shoot. And I was very interested in photography as a hobby at the time. Um, so I started taking my camera along to shows as well when I was reviewing like live music and some of the other photographers there would show me how to use the settings and while I was taking photos and it just kind of escalated and I started doing some friends weddings mm-hmm. and, um, and I started getting sort of booked to do lots and lots of weddings at the weekends um, and then it got to a stage where I was sort of like I had to make a choice whether I kind of pursued the music industry still or work for myself. And I just really like working for myself. It's mm-hmm. you know, the freedom and being able to live wherever you want and things. Um, so, yeah, we moved back down to Devon where I'm from. And I was still a wedding photographer for a while, but then I had triplets and oh another God. baby. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. have four. I have four children. Yeah. Under what age? Um, well, at one point I had four under two, <laughs> but now they're um, now they're nine and eight. Wow! Um, so it was it was very tricky to keep on doing weddings, and I found weddings quite stressful as well. Mm. So I had a bit of time off when the kids were little, and then um, once they started going back to school, um, I then sort of go, started going along to networking meetings. And uh, I started picking up a lot of work for magazines like Devon Life, and I was doing things like editorial work. Yeah. Um, and then um, when the pandemic happened, all of my work dried up because yeah. I wasn't getting work through networking. And I'd never been somebody that had been really big on being online on social media and things. And uh, I guess at that point, I didn't really have a really strong brand. I was just sort of doing whatever I got booked for. Yeah. Um, and and then I thought, well, I've not got any work coming in anyway, so uh, I'll just do what I fancy, really, and, and start building a portfolio of things I enjoy. And that was really women in business and um, people that I choose to be friends with anyway. Mm-hmm. And, um, I started off by going up to Bristol and photographing people against the colourful buildings in Bristol. Yeah. Um, and it, it turned out to be really, really popular. I started sharing them on social media and people really loved it. 
Um, and then it just kind of escalated and, and I bought my house and with buying the house in mind, I renovated it to make it into a home studio mm-hmm. and a live workspace. Um, and it's all open plan downstairs. And now we have like a studio in the living room and like makeup area. And yeah, the kitchen is open plan with like, like we always have a nice buffet and stuff. So yeah, yeah. it's really nice. And, and it's a lot easier than doing photos outside as well, because um, outside was it was always like the, the light. You can't control the light and you were out in all sorts of weather. weather dependent and, and yeah. yeah. And people kind of watching you, which, you know, when you're feeling nervous about being photographed anyway, it's it's much nicer, really, to have it in the house and stuff. So that's where we are now. I'm, yeah, working from home and people come and see me. Very good. And I know that you will work a lot of with a lot of service based businesses. But what we're going to focus on today is more with your product based business and why you should have good photography and how to go about it. So can you kick us off with that then? Yeah, definitely. I mean, even if you have products, I mean, obviously you need beautiful photos of your products. And actually, if anyone listening is looking for a good product photographer, then um, my friend Marianne Taylor, she is awesome. She's like a, a product version of me, like really bright and colourful. I recommend checking her out. Um, at Hello, Marianne. Um, but, <laughs> we'll put yeah. the link in the show notes. Later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of having photos of yourself, it's so important because people don't just buy products. They want to know mm. who you are and the story behind the brand, why you do what you do. And sort of your your kind of like uniqueness is that you're a small business. Yeah. Like you can't compete with, you know, Primark could do something probably similar to you, but you, your brand story is what means you can charge more, and people know that they're paying what they're paying is going direct to the person and it means more than they're, they're spending money ethically. And yeah. you want to make sure that people really understand that so that it's not just another faceless corporation. It's, it's a real um, superpower. So you, you need to be having photos of you showing the process and showing um, yourself and your personality and your mm-hmm. values so that that becomes the point of differenti- different differentiation <laughs> as to um, why people should buy from you and your products rather than go to the high street and of course obviously having great imagery that's going to make you stand out if you're sending a press pitch or anything mm. like that um is key as well oh yeah um, absolutely I mean if if you haven't got nice photos of you like with your products and and, and a nice headshot you you're not really going to be able to get any press coverage that's what journalists need so you need to have a good range of product shots and ones of you um to be able to get any press whatsoever so how do you prepare then so you've decided right okay I'm going to invest in doing a shoot and I know costs will vary and maybe we'll chat about that in a second mm-hmm. but um but how do you you say, right, okay, I'm going to do it. How do you prepare for it? Yeah, we would need to think, first of all, sort of about your brand values and like how you want to come across, um, where you want to be using the photos and what type of things you're posting about on social media anyway. Um, and then start kind of coming up like brainstorming ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, so you certainly need the nice headshots. And uh, with as a product-based business, you want to have some photos with your products but also start thinking about having sort of behind the scenes of like you making the products and your processes would be mm-hmm. really good and start. Yeah. Um, if you have a look on Pinterest and, and type in the type of products you do and the type of industry you're in um, and then try and find what other people have done as well. And that's a really good jumping off point to think, you know, would that be useful for me and something similar to that and create a Pinterest board um, that you can show your photographer um, and that that's a really good jumping off point, really, I think. 
I know because it's like you can't go to a shoot and expect a photographer to read your mind or know what you want you yeah. know and Pinterest like you say is great for that because you can get clear in the in your mind right okay what type of outfits do I want to wear what type mm-hmm. of you know poses do I want or locations am I looking for I know that you shoot in in your studio but for some people they might be shooting in their own location yeah. or with customers at a trade fair maybe you know or whatever it might be showing there what they're doing I know when I I mean see, I'm a service-based business but when I did mine uh, and my husband's a photographer so it was quite um and we never worked together. I just some people work really well with their with yeah. their spouses and their partners. And I we worked well together that day, but I was just like, oh Jesus. And um, so I went onto Pinterest, had that kind of right, I want this kind of shot, I want this shot with the laptop, I want this shot, you know, just standing on. Yeah. And then we went over to um to John Lewis. I said, I need some shots of me in in a re- you know, in a retail outlet. Um, but we obviously didn't ask for permission. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> which, which you in these in those kind of things you normally should yeah, and, you know, yeah definitely you know and so he didn't have he didn't have just it wasn't like an iPhone camera he had a proper camera kit with yeah. him not lights or anything like that but I was like right I was like right okay I'm gonna go up with the escalators you stand up there and I'll get yeah. one so we, we managed to like go run off a, a couple of few of them but we did get asked to leave but we got what we needed so I suppose it's maybe See if you see if you can have the see if you can um you know if you need permission or take the risk and get some shots in anyway. I don't I would, know. Yeah, I'd say if you are investing, like because it's all right because you were with your husband. Yeah, but exactly. So you I didn't paying, have pain. So you could like if you got kicked out, you could go re- redo it another time. But if you're paying for it, then you do want to have you want to make sure that you've got permission to be there because it's stressful. Yeah, it's really stressful to um to sort of just chip up and like hope that it's going to be okay. And yeah, most places won't. So when I photographed stylists before, we, we we always like, you know, there's always like, if you ask the manager, some places will say no, but a lot of places, they know that you're going to bring in more business to them. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you could say, like, you could play it down a little bit. Like, we want to take some photos for Instagram. And that always sounds and like... And then out comes this big camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rip um, up these lights. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think um, most places aren't going to be thrilled uh what i recommend with finding nice locations is either you can curate curate your own space so you yeah. know if you've got space you kind of you obviously need to work with your photographer on this but you you need to find good light um so if you've got a house that isn't like if your workspace or your studio wherever you're making your products isn't very light then maybe try and ask around your friends or other people in your product space community mm-hmm. And find a nice place, even if you have to hire somewhere, um, then that is worth doing. Um, you want to make sure that, yeah, somewhere with nice natural light is good. And yeah, somewhere with a bit of interesting background, um, nice textures, you know, tables, that kind of stuff. Something that's going to go with your existing brand aesthetic would be nice. But that, I would recommend, thing, isn't it? Yeah, no, I yeah, recommend just turning up somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, don't go to your local restaurant and start doing a shoot in the corner yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, if, if your product's being sold somewhere that you're excited about, like maybe you've got a pop-up in John Lewis, let's say, because yeah, they yeah. do that kind of stuff, then just, you know, just ask in advance. I'm sure they'll be fine, but it is worth checking first. Yeah. And then in terms of, you know, preparing that shot list, what should you be thinking of? Yeah, well, you need to think about... um sort of what you write about on social media already so if you write down if you look through all the things you've written about in the past and then think like what what have I struggled with what have I not had photos to cover there um if you think about pictures to the press 
um, what are your angles? So if you've got, if you, you know, when you're pitching to the press, you might not necessarily be just talking about your products. You want to talk about other things in your life as well. So if you might talk about your family, for example, then it's worth having a nice photo of you and your kids. Um, If you're happy for that to be out there, but um, you know, you can't really, you know, be talking about like, you know, working for yourself being a good thing to fit around your kids if you then don't have a photo of you or your kids. Whereas yeah. actually that might be a really nice like angle for the press. Um and yeah, definitely think about the like the press and for, for social media as well, like a behind the scenes and the process of what you're doing would be really nice. But there's also things like if you're um on social media and you want to have space for text, like if you're going to run a special offer or something, yeah. And you want to bring more of you into the brand then you can have space to the side um, with a very like, well, I would do a block color background, um, but you want to have like a very plain background so you can add text over the top. Mm -hmm. So you could think about having pointing or expressions as well. Um, So something surprised, like I'm running a sale. Wow. You know, something exciting. Yeah. And then it it engages people as well. And and it also brings out your personality and, and it's fun. Like if you've got a fun brand, then it's good to show that. Play with it and be a bit playful, isn't it? And then what about, um are there any no-nos in terms of outfits or colors for photo shoots oh yeah definitely <laughs> um I think um like I've been many different sizes in my life I've currently lost about five stone which is great wow. yeah. thank you um but even I was always trying to put myself out there whatever size I've been I know it's really really important to put myself out there and what I found was very interesting is that when I was at my biggest and I'd think oh I just I don't really want to like wear anything figure hugging actually the more figure hugging you go the better it looks because if you Mm -hmm. wear things that are oversized and baggy it just actually makes you look bigger and um, most people don't want that I mean is you you can look however you want but most people want to look slimmer in photos so um that is a, a being figure hugging is is nice and um in terms of patterns and things you definitely don't want to have two like small patterns so nice bold patterns or block colors work really well and i'd recommend bringing in um your brand colors if you can as well into your mm-hmm. outfits and accessories little hints of them maybe slightly different tones because you don't want to look like you tried too hard um, yeah <laughs> but yeah different tones. blend into your product too much yeah yeah <laughs> but if you're thinking about those photos then like building your brand they're going to be out there they're going to be sitting on your website they're going to be on your social media so you do want to you don't really want to bring in like other colors that are jarring with that aren't part of your brand yeah so yeah, so like say if you were a Scandi interiors type brand you would wear similar colors rather than the very much the brights and yeah. you know, even if that's what you like personally but yeah. it, you know it would sits better from an aesthetic for you for a shoot to yeah and I'd recommend that in terms of when you're looking for a photographer as well look for a photographer that that specializes in your type of aesthetic yeah don't go to a photographer that does something different and try and make them do what you want try and find somebody that you you can imagine your brand slotting straight in then you'd be happy if you were one of the people that they'd already photographed because mm-hmm. that's their zone of genius that's what they do really well and how important are accessories you know what sh- you know I'm trying to think like what should you 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 be using from an accessories point of view as well mm, well I think it's important to be very much yourself yeah. so um I I sometimes wear earrings in shoots, but I generally I don't really wear that much jewelry. I'd like I find it annoying being on. <laughs> so yeah. um I think 
yeah, I think it's important to just be yourself and you don't want to, you don't want to like wear too much makeup. You don't want like if you don't usually wear makeup and I just say you want to be the best version of you. So I wouldn't go too wild in any direction, really. Yeah. Um, But you still want to look like you. It still wants to be the person meets you in real life. They don't go, hang on a second, do this person. Yeah. And what about using props? Obviously, if you're a product-based business, you might have the the props that, you know, or your your packaging or something like that, you're packing an order or whatever it might be. And the locations we talked about, choosing things that are on brand with your your brand in terms of location as well. Where can you find, is it, will the photographer do most of that research for you and recommend or is it up to you? Um, I mean, for me, I have a whole bunch of props in the studio for stuff that I've regularly get asked for is stuff like you know if on a contact me page I have some old vintage phones in various different colors and then like we might often use a laptop um, or a phone we've even used like a, a rubber mallet for like things you want to smash up <laughs> yeah get in the bin get rid of this kind of thing but no really I'd say the bulk of it needs you need to do the research as to what props you think could work and you ideally need to bring them that's because you can't expect a photographer to like have the props for every single person they come yeah. in because that would be a lot of research and a lot of money expenditure for them um so it's better for you to do that and what about location wise then as well I know that you shoot in the studio but if you mm-hmm. want to shoot off-site where um where are good places to look for good locations yeah well I would always recommend starting by asking friends because you probably have some friends either through networking groups or just like socially that have you know maybe a, a, a big light house just yeah. start having a think through through those um, because ideally like a, a kitchen might make a nice background that would be a great like for some lifestyle shots mm-hmm. of you relaxing and also maybe making some things that would be nice so think about yeah friends and family and um, contacts that might have a nice kitchen and maybe like offer them something in exchange whether you know some free product or something like that and I think a lot of people are happy to help yeah. if you're gonna sort of just take a few hours there and leave it nice and tidy um <laughs> and then you could also look on Airbnb um but again it's a bit of a tricky one because it's it's one of those things where if you start asking for permission then the owners can get a bit funny about yeah. it and so, start making it into a much bigger deal than it is um so I've seen, I've seen a website called scouty uh right. recently that you can hire they're they're based all over the place and you can hire the locations by the hour or whatever mm. it might be so i think mm. seeing that which is probably one i can put in the show notes for people to take a look at and then another photographer that i've looked at before and they hire a location house and then fit in quite a few people on that day mm. so i think it probably as well depends on how your photographer works and whether they're yeah. the home studio based or whether they do something like right i'm going to be shooting in this type of location get in touch on the on this day you know because some people I think work like that as well yeah I should try that actually I I tried booking a location house and then booking people on the day and then (laughs) loads of people couldn't make the date and then I ended up spending a fortune on hiring the house and I only got one person come so yes it's 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 probably more the risk is more on the photographer I'd say um but yeah I mean if you find a photographer that is going to hire out somewhere and you like the look of the house then that's perfect that's really Mm -hmm. good I jump on that if you can and what about um 
preparing for the day that you're actually having the photo shoot yeah so there's quite a lot of things you can do in advance you definitely want to make sure you've paid attention to detail so you got your nails done and even your, your toenails because you might be like sitting on a sofa doing a nice relaxing shot like like, like socks oh, on I'm there. At, yeah 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 like I'm at home chilling <laughs> um so yeah think of those little details get your hair colored and you know roots done those kind of things um and even like having a facial and that kind of stuff like the week running up to it is good and then like I have a hair and makeup artist as part of my shoots but a lot of photographers wouldn't do that so I would recommend if they if it's not included in your shoot that you do get somebody to sort of style your hair um and it would obviously depends how good at makeup you are but I'd recommend wearing some makeup um, just to kind of give your skin like a flawless look and it, it's good to accentuate the eyes as well because when you have photos done it kind of washes you out a little bit so it's probably it's good to really think about makeup and where can people find you and work with you if they want to book a shoot yeah sure I'm at rosieparsonsphotography.com and you can find me on LinkedIn as well that's where I hang out a lot of the time and on Instagram um, and so just drop me a message through there I'd love to hear from you guys and yeah go check out Rosie's very if you're into color and brightness and that's that your kind of aesthetic and what you want to go for then uh, Rosie is the perfect fit for you so thanks very much Rosie for joining me today yeah no worries it's been lovely thanks and I hope you found that useful and I would love for you to leave a review so more people can discover start scale succeed I'll be back again next week with another great guest <laughs> <laughs>